0: Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Today, we are talking about the difference between sexual arousal and sexual desire. I know it might sound like a conversation about semantics, but it's actually incredibly important. I am so, so passionate about this because when you understand the difference between what sexually arouses you, for example, pornography or a specific type of pornography and what you actually desire, intimacy and joy and whatever it is that your heart was created for, oh my word, the difference is incredible. And here to help us understand that difference is Dr. Doug Carpenter, who has been on the podcast many times. He is the author of Secret Shame, A Survivor's Guide to Understanding Male Sexual Abuse and Male Sexual Development. And Doug is the leader of our recent virtual retreat on healing from sexual abuse. And this episode is an excerpt From that retreat, specifically the part that men gave the most positive feedback about. They said, This is life changing. They said, I wish I had heard this 30 years ago. And I'm sharing it here because I think the world needs to know. The world needs to understand the difference between arousal and desire. And once we can understand that, guys, you can outgrow porn. You can become the kind of man who simply doesn't need pornography anymore because you're pursuing what you desire. And what arouses you has lost its power. Here's what one participant who attended the retreat said about the whole thing and especially this teaching. He said, suddenly, 40 years of trying to understand my sexuality became clear. After the retreat, I felt like I had been plucked from a dark, cold, suffocating, murky pond and placed in the bright, warm sunshine where I could breathe fresh air and see clearly for miles. And even though Doug is talking to survivors of sexual abuse, I think his message speaks to each one of us. So without further ado, here is Dr. Doug Carpenter. This is one of the biggest concepts that I want you to get
1: today, that there is a difference, a strong, drastic, vast difference between sexual arousal and sexual desire. Our sexual arousal template starts from a very young age. We start collecting information about sex, about culture, about mate selection. So mate selection, our likes, our dislikes. And Patrick Carnes, who's the father of the sexual addiction uh, movement, he says that our sexual template is a constellation of our thoughts, images, sounds, smells, sights, fantasies, and objects that arouse us sexually. Because of the sexual template formation, it starts so early in life. Early life experiences have a profound effect on the emerging sexual self. Our first sexual experiences are strongly stamped into our brains. So I want you to think back to when you lost your virginity, when you, the first time you orgasmed, or, ma- or masturbated to orgasm, you probably have a very clear, distinct memory of that event, event, unless there was something very significant interfering with your brain's ability to form that memory. Anytime there is strong risk, strong emotion connected to an event, your brain releases a high degree of chemicals that stamp in that memory into the brain. There's a place in your brain called your hippocampus, and your hippocampus is responsible for converting short-term memory into long-term memory. And so your hippocampus becomes flooded with neurotransmitters and chemicals within your brain that stamp in these memories when there's a bodily sensation that's really heightened and there's heightened emotion. And an abuse experience has both of those qualities. Or the first time you lose your virginity or have an orgasm, usually those things are paired together. And so that memory is really stamped in. And these become an imprint on that sexual template. And our mind uses that as as a blueprint for sexual arousal, that your mind's always going to remember you were aroused by this. And it's going to crave and seek out a a replication of that event to re-experience, to have those same feelings again. When a person experiences a sexual trauma before reaching full sexual maturity, so that there's an erotic disruption, there's a greater likelihood that the sexual that they'll have a sexual trauma imprint and any addictive behavior or problematic behavior that you experience, The research shows before the age of 14, because you're not really cognitively developed will be stamped in your brain so hard that you're probably going to have a lifelong struggle with this. Now, one of the problems with erotic disruption and forming our sexual template is we are exposed to pornography at such young ages now. I mean, the research showed, I can find lots of articles that showed that our first exposure to porn was somewhere between age eight and 11. And so that's way before that age of 14. So we are not cognitively ready to see that kind of information, engage that kind of information, process that kind of information. And those things begin to imprint in your mind. So if you're exposed to sexual abuse from another male, you're exposed to porn, even gay porn at a young age, those images are going to be stamped in your mind. And that's going to become your blueprint that your body is going to react to and feel an arousal response by our sexual template in an arousal is just simply stimulus and response it's not that complicated. It is stimulus and response. You were exposed to a penis. Now you see penises, you think about penises, you become aroused by them. It's as simple as that. It's it's stimulus and response. There's an association. There's now a physical connection in your brain that differs greatly from sexual desire. Sexual desire is an emotional connection. Sexual arousal is a physical connection. Sexual desire is an emotional connection. This is what your heart longs for. It's what you've learned to base intimacy off of. Not sex. Arousal is sex. Desire is intimacy. What is the affection that you truly want? What is your heart connected to? And you might say, well, I struggle with same-sex attraction because of my abuse. That's a physical connection. That's arousal. That's just a stimulus and response. But your heart may long for a wife, kids, a family, God's design for your life. That's who you truly are. You can be aroused by all kinds of things. That's just conditioning. And you can come to accept that about yourself and move on past that and decide that you're going to follow your sexual desire and not give into your traumatic,
0: uh, your sexual trauma imprint. A couple of guys are asking to slow down here so we can absorb everything. Sure. This is another area of ambivalence. What I desire and what my heart longs for is so different than what my body craves. Porn may arouse us. That doesn't mean I want it. That doesn't mean I desire it. It means I have an attachment to it, but it doesn't mean I love it. On the other hand, I might love my wife and desire her even if my arousal is for something different. And so we just want to validate that, hold the tension of that. And remember those needs that we talked about earlier, those are much closer to our desires. So a huge part of healing for me is to embrace my desires. It's to allow myself to deepen those desires. Because if I'm, if I'm giving into arousal and just gratifying urges, I'm actually dampening those desires. Healing for me has come from deepening those desires so they can be truly satisfied with intimacy. So we're going to slow down here and just sit with this difference. This is a huge difference, especially if we didn't get education on sexuality growing up. We might've thought they were the same thing. If I'm aroused by something, I must want it. I guess that's my desire. So Doug, thank you so much for spelling this out.
1: This is such important information. This is the key. I really think this concept is key for you understanding your sexual response to pornography, to fantasy, to your own thoughts, to things in the environment that trigger, trigger you. And you have to stop and examine, is this my arousal template or is this
0: my desire?
1: And often those two things are in conflict.
0: I absolutely love that. And this changes how we relate to our arousal. That when I become aroused, research has shown that resisting arousal only intensifies it and creates greater tension and build up and excitement. Rather than simply trying to avoid it or attack it, I can let it take me deeper into the desire. What it, What is it that I truly desire in this moment? I'm not going to try to destroy my arousal. I'm also not just going to let it control my life. I'm going to, I'm going to get curious. I'm going to become self-compassionate and engage my desires. And I think that most of us, I would
1: say find our desire to be more aligned with what we feel and want in our spiritual lives and our connection with God. And you can pray about that. God, help me be driven by the desire that you've put in my heart. Not the traumatic arousal template that the world has imposed on me. But let me be congruent with you and the plan that you have for me. And not something that's been corrupted. And your sexual arousal isn't bad it is just your body doing what it was designed to do and just accept that if another man gives you a hug and you get an erection so what it's okay you don't have to do anything more about that just accept that it's part of your arousal template you know there are times that heterosexual men who are in heterosexual relationships will say when i when I masturbate, though, I think of fantasies of men. Well, that's because you're tapping into what's your sexual arousal template, not your sexual desire template. And then that leads to all this confusion about, well, am I gay? And again, your arousal template has nothing to do with sexual orientation. The whole concept of sexual orientation is so multifaceted and and has layers and layers of it it's emotional physical spiritual sexual um there's so much connection to so many things that go into sexual orientation but yet we as a society have learned that sexual orientation has everything to do with what gives me a hard-on that is so not that is so inaccurate so really absorb that
0: just wanted to say men are giving Really, really positive feedback about this. Thank you.
1: Yeah. If there's one thing I want you to get today, this is probably one of the very top three that I want you to understand. So this is a big question for people who've been abused. Am I gay? No. You have a sexual trauma imprint that has resulted in sexual confusion. It's resulted in wondering, why did my body respond? Why did I have body betrayal? Am I just gay and don't know it? Nope. Did I give off some kind of gay vibe that said this perpetrator could harm me? Nope. This was all about them meeting their own need. Am I gay now? Cause I've been abused. Nope. It was just an act. Am I gay because I was aroused by a man's body and did sexual activities with a boy? Nope. It was just part of an arousal template and a sexual trauma imprint. I have homosexual arousal patterns. It's just a trauma imprint. Am I gay because I'm fascinated now with penises or the bodies of other men? Nope. That's what's written on your template in your arousal. But is that what's in your desire?
0: We have one comment that a lot of guys are resonating with arousal does not tell me who I am. It is just my body reacting to stimuli.
1: Absolutely. One hundred percent. Your desire is who you are. That is who you are. Your arousal is just an event coming out of a, a trauma imprint.
0: And that's it. That is your preview of the new husband material video course on healing from sexual abuse. Thank you so much to Doug Carpenter for giving me permission to share this with you. And thank you so much for listening. If you really resonated with what Doug was saying, and if you would like more teaching like this, please consider buying the full course on healing from sexual abuse at husbandmaterial.com slash courses. Always remember, my friend, you are God's beloved son, and in you, he is well-pleased.